For many in Johnson County, recycling is an ingrained habit. Thousands of pounds of trash are diverted from our landfill every year. November 15th is America Recycles Day. On this episode, we'll get you caught up on recycling in Johnson County. Our experts will tell you everything you need to know about recycling at home and at work. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Eric Schultz from Johnson County's Public Information Office. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk about recycling in Johnson County. And I'm joined today by two environmental health specialists from Johnson County's Department of Health and Environment. First, I want to welcome Brandon Hearn. Brandon, thanks for uh, thanks for being here with us. Hey, thanks for having us. And then Eric Nelson, also uh, environmental health specialist. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Eric. So, Brandon, I want to start with you. Next week on Tuesday, November 15th, it is America Recycles Day. And so if you could tell us uh, what's the purpose of that day uh, what's the, and what's the significance. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, every year, America Recycles Day, kind of like Earth Day, gives us a moment to um, look at are we doing a great job recycling? Are we, could we do better? Where can we uh, go that we um, haven't done already? It allows uh, increased focus on recycling and sustainability um, and allows us to communicate with more residents about uh, what are their options for recycling. Um, um, from our planning side, what kind of things can we look at going forward in, uh, in the future? And uh, just allows for a different um, community recycling events. Eric, I want to bring you in here, and because I know Johnson County has a green business program, uh, and why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. The green business program is a voluntary free program that the county offers to area businesses, uh, civic organizations, churches, things of that nature, schools um, that provides technical assistance. We also have a small uh, bin grant program for businesses that want to get started recycling um, and also look at energy efficiency their water resources, things of that nature. So it's really kind of a clearinghouse of information for businesses and other organizations to um, use some of the expertise of the county and uh, get started taking more sustainable actions. What have been some trends that you've been noticing in terms of businesses recycling and uh, businesses being conscious of sustainability? Sure. Well, in the last uh, in the last few years, we've really seen businesses step up, uh, partly from consumer demand and partly from investor demand. Um, not only is it, of course, the right thing to do, but businesses are starting to see that this is something that their customers want from them, um, that other businesses want to see from them when they're doing business with. Um, so not only in recycling, but sustainability as a whole, where that's energy efficiency, the way they're building their buildings. Um, how they interact with the the built environment around them. So it's it's pretty exciting time to be in waste management, and material material sustainable materials management, and uh, sustainability in general. And then in terms of not just businesses but people in their homes, Brandon, I want you to tell us about the county's program with uh, folks in Prairie Village. It's called the Recycle Right Program. As uh, we try to reach out to residents um, in several different ways, whether that's uh, classroom presentations or community group presentations, our social media, working with, um, you know, other county 
uh, Johnson County organizations, um, the Johnson County Magazine. We try to get out uh, and reach people with information on um, practical information about um, recycling, where you can take certain items or um, or what certain items maybe have to end up going in your trash. And then uh, so as um, to deal with the issue of contamination, which is materials that end up in recycling, but shouldn't be there. So things that could either get wrapped in equipment or break equipment at the recycling facility, maybe are items that uh, could cause safety concerns um, or can contaminate or uh, lower the value of other recyclable materials. It's really important what we put in our recycle bins and what go in the recycle bins at, at businesses that uh, Eric's working with um, is the right materials. And there can be a lot of confusion around that. Um, and one of our ways of approaching that is direct feedback to Johnson County residents. And that's what this program is. Um, it's a, a way for us to reach out to either a city or a homeowners association and provide them information about recycling. What are those items that should go in the recycle bin? And then uh, our contact information if they have questions. Um, and our hope or what we've found is that uh, when they get direct information that's applicable to them, they're more likely to make that behavior change that we wanna see. So instead of putting glass in your recycle bin, take it to one of the ripple glass containers that are around town. Um, instead of bagging your recycling, um, leave it loose in the recycle bin. Um, that's just two of the several different things that we, uh, information that we provide people. Our staff goes around um, house to house. And uh, when the bins are out for collection at the curb, uh, again, we work with the city and uh, the, the recycling collector, the hauler that's collecting those materials. Um, we do a quick visual inspection of the, of the bin, uh, observation of the bin, and then leave uh, what's called an oops tag on the bin, letting them know if there's materials that just shouldn't be there. Um, it's not meant to, uh, make fun of anybody or make them feel bad. It's just sometimes you don't know until someone tells you. And uh, that's our hope that um, I, so the most common items are uh, plastic bags, product wrap, like the shrink wrap kind of stuff that's around cases of bottled water or, or all sorts of different stuff. Um, Amazon shipping pouches, uh, styrofoam, Kleenexes, napkins, um, just odd plastic waste, um, straws, stuff like that. And so we're currently working with Prairie Village and we worked with City of Mission previous to this, as well as the City of Westwood and a few homeowners associations. So um, we're excited to get out there and, and talk to Prairie Village residents and, and let them know that we're there to help them. Are there other cities that we might see this come to in the future? Yeah, I think there's opportunity in a lot of cities, Prairie Village with the staff level we have and the amount of homes will take us a little while. And then obviously getting into the weather um, that can be so uh, up and down in Kansas City this time of year, um, that will take us a while. Um, we have talked with a few other cities and then there's homeowners associations. What we want to, um, what we kind of need when we do this program is uh, a place that has one trash and collection company. So several cities have a city uh, citywide contract with a particular uh, trash or recycling hauler and some, and a lot of HOAs, homeowners associations, that's why they were created in the first place is to have collective bargaining of trash. And so that allows us to just have one, one person to deal with. Um, for instance, several neighbor, there's areas in Overland Park that don't have that. Um, and there's certain areas that have five haulers 
that come through each week. So there's uh, five different recycling trucks. So it might be like one house is a Monday and the next door neighbor's house is a Thursday. And it's just a logistical nightmare. So there's plenty of space to do um, what we're currently doing with the cities that have city contracts. And, and that's what uh, both Prairie Village and, and Mission have those city contracts. Um, but I think the results are showing um, uh, that it's a success so far. And um, uh, I would say a majority of, of residents um, are appreciative of getting the information. Um, and a lot of people are doing the right thing already. Um, we very rarely have seen people that are just abusing the recycling process that are putting trash in there or stuff that clearly shouldn't be there. Um, that's very few. It's mostly people who are doing the right thing, but there's just like a little bit that's, they could just do a little bit better. Um, and that's our hope is that they just fix those little things and, and ask us if they have questions. Let me ask you guys one at a time. First, Eric, you occasionally see, um, skeptics who will say, well, you know, we, we've been recycling, but recycling isn't really making a difference. Um, I think I read somewhere that only a small percentage of plastics really get recycled, but what would you say to those skeptics? Yeah. And that's kind of one of the, uh, one of the things I do here for the County is stay up to date on, on all the current trends and media coming out and, and those types of stories. I mean, I think a big issue right now is plastics recycling and, um, you know, we, we do have a large issue with a bunch of plastic being created that isn't recyclable. And so, you know, one of the things that we do, that's why our educational uh, pieces are so important, but, you know, the, it comes down to the fact that when you, when you recycle and remanufacture something from recycled stock, it, it uses less energy. So less energy is um, less emissions in the environment, you know, and that's important. Recycling provides a lot of good domestic jobs, which is another point that we really try to hammer home. Um, historically, we've been sending the bulk of our recycling overseas to be processed and remanufactured into uh, into materials to be sent back to us. And right now we have a large uh, reshoring of jobs in American manufacturing. So that's something that's a bright spot um, that's simply not possible if we don't have residents and businesses recycling. So that's that's something that we really try to keep in the forefront of people's minds is that not only is it the right thing to do from an environmental standpoint, but it also is the right thing to do for American manufacturing jobs as well. Brandon, what can you tell us about the impact uh, overall on our environment that, that all our recycling activities are making? Yeah, um, like Eric said, um, there are uh, benefits um, to energy uh conservation and uh, overall just sustainability. I think it's um, also comes down to uh, keeping usable materials out of the, uh, out of the landfill, just uh, almost like a, a, a thought of that not being wasteful. That's a hard thing to quantify in like just not being a wasteful person, not getting thing, you know, if something can take thought and I can, and can do something else with this material, then what can I do with it? That's kind of the thought behind recycling in general. And, and, and I think it's kind of all of our responsibility to have, to have that thought in some way. Um, what can I do with this instead of wasting it, instead of sending it to a landfill, there are certain materials that should go to the landfill. Um, and if you have trouble knowing what those are, then we're here to help. Um, but for the things that are readily accepted for recycling, we should do that. We should also be thinking about what else can we do with stuff. Um, reduce, reuse, recycle is in that order for a reason. And um, looking at ways that we could reduce and reuse um, 
materials as well. And then going beyond just waste management and, and looking at sustainability and, um, and all those other avenues that deal with water and energy and air and all the other components of our life. Um, I think sometimes when people are skeptical of it, it's because it's hard to see behind the curtain of being at a recycling center, going to a landfill, um, going to a composting facility. A lot of, you know, you might see a short TikTok video or something on YouTube every once in a while or a short thing on the news, but to go there, it, you don't really see it. So it's, I think it's easy for people to view it as being, you know, um, behind the curtain or whatever. Uh, but there are also, our recycling system is made to only accept certain items. So when it gets to that article on, uh, on a small percentage of plastics being recycled, um, that's true because a lot of the plastics we use, our system isn't created to take in the first place. So it's really created for plastic soda bottles and milk jugs and, um, and those similar type containers, uh, detergent bottles and, and other similar things like that. Um, it's not made to take, uh, plastic forks and uh, cellophane wrap and, and a, you know, a kid's toy. And it's not meant to take all those things. Um, so we need to go beyond recycling in those situations. Yeah. So I guess the long-term answer is for manufacturers to make less of that and for consumers to use less of that. Absolutely. A lot of it comes down to consumer choice. You know, speaking of keeping things out of the landfill, uh, one of the things uh, as a community, we definitely want to keep out uh, are things like paint and thinners and household hazardous waste. One of one of the great programs we have here in Johnson County is the household hazardous waste uh, drop off uh, in Mission. I understand that's going to be moving, and I was wondering, Brandon, if you can just give us an update on that and what's what's the future of our uh, household hazardous waste uh, drop off. Yeah, great question. And it's a real it is really important besides not going to the landfill, just gives people a, a safe um, option for getting rid of those those chemicals and uh, paint and, and all the things you mentioned, in addition to batteries and, and tires and fluorescent light bulbs and all this stuff that, you know, has hazard to it. Um, especially if you're not using it properly, or it's not stored properly, or it's, you know, um, something like that. So there needs to be options out there for people. Uh, and Johnson County has a, a great uh, facility as well as, uh, as the city of Olathe also has a facility that any Johnson County resident can use. And um, our facility has been located in Mission in a wastewater treatment plant since 1991 and is a, a, a fairly small operation for how much our county's grown. Um, in addition to that, uh, that wastewater plant that we're located on is uh, expanding and renovating. And so there's, we're not going to have room at that same facility. So we were needing to move. And then we we're also kind of overdue um, and had for uh, the population that we serve. And so we're uh, have a place in Overland Park um, near, near, but not inside the wastewater treatment plant that's uh, located off of um just west of, uh, sorry, just east of college. Um, and uh, we're set to move in there spring, beginning of summer of next year. Um, and uh, it will allow more room, still able to reach Johnson County residents. Um, some people may have to drive a little further than before, and some people will have to drive less. Um, but it allows us to collect those materials safely and to reuse them um, 
uh, remix uh, the usable latex paint. There's a, there's a number of cool stories. There's a podcast worth of cool stories from the household hazardous waste program. And both me and Eric have worked there before our previous, before our current um, positions we're in. And so I know it's something that uh, we could both share a ton of stories about that, but um it's it's allows us to also look at are there options for other materials we could take um and then just do we have the ability to get um more residents in and and uh, better um safely dispose of their their chemicals well that, that's great to think that we can even expand that serve that really important service and uh, we look forward to that opening uh and that facility is on college boulevard uh, I'm thinking just east of 69 Highway. Do I have that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. For those who may have seen something in the news recently about um, a fire at a household hazardous waste facility in Ohio that takes materials from other states, can you tell us if that has any effect on us here in Johnson County? Yeah. So um, it's not just us in Johnson County. It's it's all over the Midwest and a good chunk of the, the country. But um, so we don't process all the materials we get at our household hazardous waste site on site. Um, a number of the hazardous chemicals we get are uh, we bulk together and then have a, a contractor who comes and, and takes those to a facility that ultimately um, either burns it for energy, as in the case with with some of our materials or neutralizes it or uh, incinerates it, um, which is the case with uh, some of our materials that go to this, uh, this incinerator in, in Ohio. And so our, uh, mostly our, our poisons, that's going to be your household pest, your pesticides, your weed be your um, Roundup, anything that's, um, you know, weed killer, bug killer, and a certain other chemicals that we keep an eye out for. Um, that's going to be our, our poisons uh, uh, hazard class, and those all get incinerated. Um, and that's the uh, facility that's um, in the process of repairing from a uh, or a fire there uh, is the one of the only spots. So it's kind of been an issue with people dropping off um, those materials, and um, and we just ask people to if they can use it till it's completely empty and then just dispose of that empty container in your regular trash. Um, or just if they could just be patient and wait a little bit uh, for us to, uh, till that um, we're able to take those materials again. And uh, any idea when that might be? Um, we're still working on that, but um, it shouldn't be more than a couple months. Um, we just have certain capacity that we can reach at that facility. And then once it, gets close to being full, it's, um, you know, you have to just ha uh, have safety and, and, and all that at the, at the, as the top priority. So, um, people hold on to it, you know, for, for a little bit, um, city of Olathe has been impacted by that. Um, there's places all over the Midwest and, and that's the true for, um, you know, bigger companies that have higher hazardous waste contractors. So as well, Eric and Brandon, this has been great information. Before we let you go, Eric, I want to give you a one last opportunity if people want to get in touch with you uh, about recycling at their place of work or at their business. Can you direct them to more information? Sure. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is actually just to, to Google uh, Johnson County Green Business Program, and that'll take you to the website that'll give you a bunch of resources, not just uh, my contact information, but 
things that folks can do on their own, whether they're inside or outside the county to help uh, make a more sustainable business. So my uh, email address is also eric.nelson at jococov.org too. All right, perfect. Well, again, I want to thank you guys both for uh, coming on and talking about uh, recycling opportunities in Johnson County. I want to just let our uh, viewers and listeners know for more information uh, about recycling, you can go to jococov.org backslash recycling 101. Besides Eric and Brandon, I want to thank everyone who watches and listens to our podcast. Uh, remember to recycle and have a great day. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jococov.org backslash podcast. Thanks for listening.